thanks for joining us today. On behalf of San Francisco Ballet, I'd like to welcome you to the War Memorial Opera House and the Meet the Artist program. I'm Cheryl Osola, a writer for San Francisco Ballet and editor-in-chief of Dance Studio Life magazine. And my guest today is principal dancer Mathilde Frusti. Please. Hi. For the benefit of our podcast listeners and all of you tax prep procrastinators, today is Sunday, April 17th, 2016. Before we start, I have just a little bit of information for you. If you enjoy the Meet the Artist interviews, many of them are available via podcast at our website, sfballet.org. While you're there, take a look around. You'll find dancer bios, casting information, program notes, upcoming events, education programs, and the company's blog, Open Studio 455. And you can also connect with us online in other ways, uh, via Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, uh, we will have some time at the end of this interview for questions from you. So I do want to uh, uh, introduce Mathilde to those of you who don't know her. Uh, she came to San Francisco Ballet in 2013 from Paris Opera Ballet, and she immediately developed a very enthusiastic following. Um, she brings elegance and joy to every role, whether it's Juliet, Kitri, Odette Odile, uh, and in works by Helgi Thomason, George Balanchine, Alexei Ratmansky, Christopher Wielden. And personally, I find that no matter how well I know a role, when Mathilde dances it, I see something new in it. Um, this year, she and Teet Halimetz uh, received an Isadora Duncan Dance Award for their performance of Giselle. And And Mathilde and the entire cast of Dances at a Gathering were nominated uh, for Best Ensemble Performance. So, thanks. Uh, on programs six and seven, Mathilde has danced Helgi Thomason's Prism, Alexei Rotmansky's Seven Sonatas, and George Balanchine's Theme and Variations. And next up, she takes on the role of Tatiana in John Krenko's Onyegin. Uh, for those of you just coming in, I'm chatting with principal dancer Mathilde Frusti. So, uh, Mathilde, let's start by talking about theme and variation, since that's on the, the roster for today. Um, yeah, this ballet has a reputation as being one of George Balanchine's more difficult works, uh, partly because of the technique involved and partly because of the speed. So tell us, tell us what it's been like for you. Um, yes, it's totally true. It's most, I think for me, it's the most difficult Balanchine ballet I've ever done. <laughs> it's, it's so fast and the technique is so sp specific, Balanchine work, and I haven't been trained this way because I'm coming from France. I've been trained the Nohiev style. So um, it was a big challenge for me to, <laughs> to do this ballet. I'm glad I did it. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was difficult. Um, but I have to say, at the end of the show, I was so happy. Um, 
I dance this ballet. It's so, it's so beautiful. You, you have nothing to, to hide. It's just 100% technical. And it's really, you feel so great. Like when you did this ballet with a tutu, you, you, ha you can hide anything. Like you, that we, everybody sees your legs, your arms, you have the crown and you have this spot on you and doing those really fast pirouettes. <laughs> and then going into this pas de deux who never ends. I mean, it's, I'm on stage for 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> but, but it's great. Like you feel so strong and powerful. So you'll see. And Frances Chung is doing today. You see, she's great. She's really, really good at that. It's almost deceptive, I think, because it, it has a certain lyricism to it. It sort of deceives you that, that it's as difficult as it is. But, but then I see you come out, and it's like almost immediately, bam, yeah. series of pirouettes. Yeah. Um, I have to say, you'll see the pas de deux, the adagio. Um, he's really lyrical, but, and it's... It's a strange feeling because you are really tired and really stressed because you have to do all this technical thing. But then if you relax enough, you can find something really nice in the pas de deux, really, you feel, I mean, the music is so beautiful and you're so tired and it's like almost a, you let go, you're just like, ah. <laughs> and if you're lucky enough, like I was, I danced um, with Carlo Dilano and he's such a great partner. So. I just had to enjoy dancing with this beautiful Italian dancer, and it was great. <laughs> so, you know, one, this has all the, the technical challenges of a full-length ballet, but there's no character. And yet, um, it, whenever you're dancing, I feel like there's drama on stage. Somehow you're, you're always managing to evoke some sort of story. But... Um, in a, an artist spotlight that you did in 2014, you mentioned that Alexei Ratmansky was the one who sort of taught you that you don't need to interpret, that it's there in the choreography, it's there in the music. Um, was that something that you were able to just say, okay, I'm going to do that, or did that take some doing to sort of rethink how you approach a role? Yes, totally. Um... I still remember when Alexi told me that, and it's really true in his ballet, Seven Sonatas, but also in Them and Variation, there is no story. But if you listen to this beautiful music, you'll find something to say, because the music is saying something. Like, it can be tender, it can be really fast and really nervous, so really joyful. I mean, the music says, always says something. So. It's kind of nice to think about, okay, I'm just, um, I'm just, I'm not saying anything, I'm just saying what the music says. And I think that's this ballet. Uh, I mean, it's balancing. There, most of the time there is no stories, but you can find something to say, even if there is no character. So. So before you came here, I think the only Balanchine ballet you had performed was Serenade, which of course you've also done here. And now you've done, you've done this one, you've done Allegra Briante, you've done Brahms Scherenberg Quartet. Um, when you see a Balanchine ballet posted and you are cast, what's the first thing you think? Oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> 
so, so you know, you had said you were, you know, primarily trained in doing Nureyev's works, and you know, neoclass doing new classically based um, works was new to you when you came here, um, and you were just you were having such a wonderful time with that. And now you've three years later. Um, I wondered, what do you think has changed for you? What's changed about you as a dancer as a result of doing this broad array of neoclassical works? Um, I think what changed for me here is um, I was um, way more narrow in France. Uh, I was doing only Nouriev style. And here suddenly it's like, I opened the door on so many different choreographers, so many different styles, and so many different examples also, because every principal dancer is from a, a different country, a different training, and it's so great. Like every morning at, at the class, I see uh, Maria Koshetkova, Yan Yantan, Frances Chang, and so many other dancers doing the step differently. And I'm like, oh, I like this. Oh, I like this. That is. So many, everything, everything seems possible here because like those programs six and seven, I was doing, one day I was doing Balanchine, then the day after I was doing Algi Thomason, and then Alex Ratmansky style. I mean, it's all three different style and every day I had different, it's so good to change what you eat, you know, I don't eat the same <laughs> menu every day, it's great, <laughs> I like it. If you're just coming in, I'm chatting with principal dancer Mathilde Frusti. Um, so on, on program six, you danced Alexei Ratmansky's Seven Sonatas, and um, I've been describing it as sort of a new generation's dances at a gathering. Uh, there's, the, there's the same kind of interaction, uh, relationships between the dancers, and sense of community. But Seven Sonatas, which according to the, the ballet stager, is really primarily just an exploration of the music. Um, I, I'd say the big difference between it and Dances in a Gathering is that the, the relationships are more complex. And certainly, you have a roughly 10-minute long pas de deux that you dance with Joseph Walsh. And things are a little bit difficult and dark in that pas de deux. Can you talk to us about your role and specifically what's happening there? So, first of all, um, Alex, before the opening night, Alexei Ratmansky, um, for the, op the beginning of the ballet, we are all together, so six principal dancers on stage together. It can be difficult sometimes because we are used to be alone on stage, <laughs> not together, so, you know, we have principal dancers, everybody has their own way to do, and so we had to learn how to move together, do the same choreography, and look the same but still being principal dancer, so still being you. Um, and Alexis said, I want to see six different people, but I want you to dance together. I want you to look at each other on stage, like really, not fake, like really look at each other. I want you to think you are in France, so I knew I was okay with that. I'm like, oh, okay, I know that. You are in France and you're having, uh, it's outside, it's really warm and you're having, um, it's like new six people who just met and at the beginning they're a little bit shy and it's a little bit weird. And then they have wine, so everybody gets a little bit more comfortable. And then there are more wine, so everybody gets really comfortable and they, and they keep on having wine all the night. So that was the... 
that's what he said before the opening night. So every <laughs> before every show, we were all in the wings, and we were like, okay, let's have some wine. <laughs> so because we were stressed, we were like, okay, wine, and then more wine, and then more wine. So that's what Alexis said. So that was the spirit of the of the entrance. And then my pas de deux uh, was really complex because it's this couple, they've been together for, maybe they're married and they've been together forever. And so there was a lot of love, but most of that there was a lot of affection. Um, you know, this when love turns into affection. Um, and for some reason, she always wants to go away. She wants to leave. She has something else, somewhere. Something, somebody, as you want. But she wants to leave and she can't because either he's pulling her back or she, when he gets in trouble or he, she's going back to him because she loves him and that's true love. But she's never satisfied when she's with him. She, she wants more or she wants different or whatever she wants. Um, so that was really difficult to interpret because it's really, um, it's really subtle. Um, and I, once again, Alexi told me, we, we did the last rehearsal before the opening night, and he was like, that's great, but too much drama. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, so he was like, once again, just do the steps. I'm a, he's a really good choreographer. The steps to, are talking. The choreography is talking, and the music is talking. So um, it was like, at the beginning of the pas de deux, you are having a dinner with your husband or boyfriend, whatever, and you want to talk because you cannot take this anymore. But it's not, you're not, ah, you just, okay, let's talk about that because I can't take that anymore. It's this kind of feeling like, now there is tension because they need to talk about something, but it's not big drama. The drama comes after. And it's true, it's a really long pas de deux. It was 10 minutes pas de deux. So, you know, I have time to, <laughs> maybe after the six minutes, <laughs> but you cannot take 10 minutes of intense drama, it's not possible. So, yeah, it was, it was great. It's, it's, it's so great to, this ballet was amazing, really. It was new and um, it was so great to go on stage and explore so, so many human uh, feelings like that and still doing ballet, but trying to be almost an actress. Um, it was great, it was, I really loved it. And dancing with Joe, it was the first time I, I danced with jo Joseph Walsh, um, so it was, yeah, it was really great. I, I like him a lot. And at the same time that Alexei is telling you not to do so much drama, I know that Nancy Rafa is like, there's no boundaries, you know, there's no characters, so make it your own. So yeah. it's a, it's a, it seems like it's sometimes it can be hard to find the right balance. Yes, it was difficult, yeah, because Nancy was pushing me a little to go further, like in the character, and she was great. She's the one who explained me about the dinner and like you want to, talk, you you need to talk, but then you cannot say, you, you can you don't understand what he's saying. You want to leave, and so she was the one who explained me that. And then Alexi was like, okay, good, but less. So it was really hard. I think we all finding. Um, after one or two shows, we were, I think we were good on the right. This kind of ballet takes time. You have to experiment. You have to go wrong in order to go right. <laughs> so. 
I, I have to say I was quite surprised at how, how really textured and danceable the music was. Scarlatti is not a composer who is often used for, for ballet. Um, how, how did you respond to the music and, and also to having the onstage piano? Do you like it when you have that uh, sort of change in ambiance? Um, yeah, it was great. I mean, I never heard about this music before. I was like, wow, that's really beautiful, but what is that? Um, and it was great because, you know, when we rehearse a ballet, we are all together in the studio and then we go on stage and we have the orchestra and we just see the orchestra for the dress rehearsal or few rehearsal before the opening night. This, with this ballet, it was just uh, one pianist on stage and we rehearsed all the time with her. So she was in the studio with us from the first day. So she knows everything she knows, all the problem we had with the choreography, we, she, she's, like, she's like a dancer. She was all the time with us for six hours in the studio every day. And so going on stage with her was like almost, oh, we have a new dancer with us, you know? Um, so, and she did an amazing job because she played for both casts, so she played every night, basically. So she has to adapt also different dancers, different casts. Mango, she was really great. So. So coming up, we have Onyegin, um, which is, if you haven't seen it, just an absolutely stunning full-length ballet. You know, John Krenko is known for his great storytelling skills, and, and this ballet is, is very human and very dramatic. Um, tell us a little bit about the rehearsal process and maybe who Tatiana is to you and how you've discovered her. Uh, yes, I just started to learn Tatiana. In Paris Opera, I did Olga, which is her um, sister. So now I'm doing Tatiana. It's really interesting for me because I did another role in this ballet and to do now the main character, Tatiana, um, I feel like I, I understand really um, this ballet because also I, I saw it from another point of view. Um, Tatiana, she's really... She's, you know, this kind of young lady. Um, she has no interest in playing or in... She's fragile. The only thing she wants is to read. And she has her own inside world. She doesn't need anybody. She has this sister, Olga. She's really playful, and she always wants her to play with her. But Tatiana, she's like, no, this book is great. Let me read. <laughs> um, and then she's fa she falls in love with... Um, this beautiful man who comes back from the big city and he's really chic. He comes back from Paris, actually. He's really chic and she's the first, is like love of the first uh, scene, what do you say? Yeah, sight. Um, but he's coming back from Paris and he has no interest in this little girl and she, he's like, oh, I saw so many amazing things in Paris, I just want to go back to Paris. Um, and it's this love story. I, I'm not going to tell you all the ballet because it's going to be really long to explain, but um, it's a really deep and human story. And it's amazing for me to be able to rest to interpret a character who is so human. Um, what she feels, what she 
I mean, all those pas de deux, all those steps are so human. It's really, you know, usually you do Giselle or Juliette or Kitri, and sometimes it's hard to relate those characters to life now. <laughs> you know, Giselle, okay. <laughs> it's, she's a Willis, so it's, sometimes it's hard to say, okay, we are in 2016, <laughs> how can I interpret this? But Tatiana can be totally now, what she feels and what she... Or she writes. So it's really interesting for me. It's it's an acting performance, really. And there is so many diff so many. Um, she's sad. She's upset. She's shy. She doubts. She hates. I mean, it's so deep, so intense. It, I mean, I can't wait to be on stage to <laughs> dance this ballet. Really, I can't wait. And I have to say that the three potadas that you do, which are all so different, are yes. three of the most gorgeous in the ballet repertory, I think. And three of the most difficult, really. There is those lifts, it's insane. <laughs> we are still trying to figure out where my partner should grab me. And I mean, it takes, I mean, we started three weeks ago, I think, and we are still trying to figure out those lifts, so. <laughs> really difficult. I think I'm going to open this up to questions from you now. I know that um, many of you will have things that you want to ask. So yes? Do you know who your partner will be in Onyegen? Yes, uh, it's going to be Carlo Dilano. Yeah. <laughs> really happy. <laughs> All right. Yes? How do you compare doing um, a, a classical ballet with a, with a character to doing a more contemporary piece that's more about technique? Mm -hmm. uh, the, um, first, the training is different. Um, it's really hard to be on stage for two hours and a half. So you have to work on your stamina and like, you know, it's, it's hard on the nerves sometimes. Sometimes you, you can get tired after one hour being on stage and doing the swan. Uh, so it's a different uh, rehearsing process. Um, you know, we, for some reason, I tend to be better in full length because um, you don't have to be good in 20 minutes. You have two hours and a half to be good. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, you know, okay. <laughs> if I miss something, I still have two hours and a half to, you know, do good. <laughs> So um, it's really hard to be on stage just for 20 minutes without a story and just have the, the courage to just do the steps. And so for me, it's more difficult. The, the short ballet without stories are always more difficult. But it's such, a, it's such a challenge. And when you're done, you're so happy. So I kind of like it also. <laughs> Anyone else? At, at what point did you know you had what it takes to stay in ballet, the stamina and the discipline? Um, I first hated ballet. Really. When I started, I hated it. It was horrible. It was painful. It was cheesy. 
I, my hair was, I mean, it was so painful for my hair to have a bun. I hated it. My mother was like, oh, I hated it. Um, yeah, I know. I, it was not like, oh, I saw a ballet and I like it. It was not that at all. Um, I did ballet because I was skinny and tall and I couldn't stay straight. My back was like that. So it was like a punish, punishment, you know, punishment. <laughs> to go to ballet because my mother wanted me to stay strength and I was like, ah, oh, he did it. Uh, but then, um, for some reason, suddenly I was like, oh, I like this music, it's cool. Maybe I can try to do this step. And then this step was not that difficult. I was like, oh, it's okay. And then the, the teacher said, oh, that's good. I'm like, oh, that's good, okay. Um, maybe I can try. <laughs> and then the teacher said again, oh, that's good. I'm like, oh, ooh, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. I, I actually really started ballet because I, uh, my teacher told me, oh, you, you're good. And I, for me, it wasn't that difficult. At the end, oh, I'm like, oh, I didn't. It's not that painful, actually. And then when I went to Paris Opera School, I was like, okay, that's difficult. That's a real job. <laughs> okay. And then I think I really realized when I, when I went to Paris Opera Ballet, and it's such a, really, such a difficult school with a lot of discipline, um, oh, serious, this is. <laughs> but still, you know, I was in love already. It was too late to stop. And I'm like, okay, let's do that. <laughs> so about how old were you when, when it went from being eh to yes? Yeah. Sorry? About how old were you when? Oh, I was about 10 years old, which is late. Um, it's late, usually, you, you, people, they come into Paris Opera Ballet at eight years old. Yeah, so I, I came, I mean, I was um, engaged to the school, I don't know how you say that, um, at 13 years old, uh, which is really late. I had a, like a special treatment, blah, 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 but usually it's eight years old. <laughs> so I have no idea if it's possible at eight years old to know you want to be a ballerina. I have no idea, but whatever. <laughs> Yes. Uh, she, the question is about the lifts, and you said you were still working on them, so she's wondering, uh, uh, you know, is the choreography set, or is it sort of open to interpretation? Uh, no, the choreography is really precise, really. Um, and especially those lifts, because if you have, if you try to lift me with the other arm, I'm just gonna fall. <laughs> so it, it has to be really precise. Um, but we're still working on it because it's really difficult. It's difficult for me. It's difficult for Carlo, my partner. Uh, I mean, you'll see this first, especially the first part of doing Onegin when she's dreaming about him and the music is so nice and it looks so easy. Oh God, it's so difficult. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to make it look like it's a dream and it's nice and it's easy. No, it's in, I mean, Carlo literally hates me at the end of the paddle. He's like, get out. I don't want to see you again. I don't want to lift you again. <laughs> I hate you. But we have to act like we love each other. <laughs> it's really difficult. Well, and, and it's not just about the choreography, it's, it's, it's the, the timing and the negotiation and the little shifts in what if you moved your hand half an inch over kind of thing, right? Exactly. 
Yeah. Sometimes people, when they see a rehearsal, they are really surprised how slow the process is. But because we don't want to let anything, um, you know, it has to be exactly, we have to know any de little detail in order to never miss anything on stage because we, we want to be perfect on stage. So, yeah, the rehearsal process can be really slow sometimes, but we need it. Anyone else? Yes. How do, how do you make the transition with Tatiana from this rather naive teenage girl to a quite mature woman in the third act? Um, I'm actually really happy I'm doing Onegin for the first time at my age. I'm 30 years old, and I, I feel I'm in between those two um, age, ages. Uh, I'm happy I did, didn't have to. I'm kind of happy I didn't have to do it before uh, because I think I was too young, uh, not mature enough. Um, yeah, I think it, personally it's going to be really interesting to, to play what I was. And she's, when she's a teenager, when she's in love with him, he's being... It's, it's really interesting because she, and he breaks her heart. Like, really, is is the worst in the worst man horrible to her is horrible with her and she find okay love you know not it's not a big passion but she finds something in the world and then she get over and she find love what do you say middle class and she find this man and she is nice and she's she's from uh, i mean nice love and then it comes back but it's too late and he gives her money and security and love and she still hates him because what he did to her before so it's like this and she hates him because he comes back but too late so drama awaits you please do come back for one mix of feelings it's going to be really interesting to play really all of you for being here i hope you enjoy the performance today and thank you Mathilde. thank you